What's up, HDR kids? Join me and Will today and Nikki. For yeah, an don't awesome forget about episode. me. <laughs> Sorry, Nikki. Of Bring, Bring It On. on. Okay, you guys have to forgive me for being really excited about this, but I'm really excited about this. <laughs> what's up? What's down? What's to the right? What's to the left? Today we are interviewing a special guest. This is Miss Aubrey that I met at Summit. And you might think like, well, you're just, Ray, you're just interviewing just random people now? Well, I will. <laughs> if they sign up for I probably will because you know me, I like stories. But that's not the case. Aubrey has listened to the show. She's a fan of the podcast, so that was like really cool. Uh, that was kind of like a, a geek out moment when I was like, <laughs> somebody knows our podcast. I think you told me, like she walked up to you and was like, hey, are you part of this podcast or she something said, like you're that? you're Ray. And I was like, I am. How do you know? And it was so dumb. I was like, how does she know that? <laughs> but um, Aubrey is also one of the reasons I wanted to bring her on. Like, I just liked you immediately. You were super sweet and not just because, you know, we were in the middle of summit or whatever. But and then I found out that you and your family are the missionaries. And I do mean you and your family are the missionaries to Jordan. And I was like, that's it. I'm interviewing this girl because, <laughs> believe it or not, you could probably relate to a lot of HDR kids, a lot of HDR teens out there because major life changes happen when you become um, a missionary family. So I was like, we're, we're going to bring her on. I came back and I'm like, guys, we're going to interview Aubrey. And they're like, who's that? And uh, then I started telling them and then they're like, oh yeah, we've heard of that girl. She does like interpreting and da, da, da. I'm like, how did everybody know who she was? And I didn't know who she was. <laughs> this is Aubrey Shepard. She is 14 going on 15 and her family are the missionaries to Jordan. Aubrey, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy you're here too, especially since it's so late. <laughs> if, I, if I haven't said, I'm really excited. <laughs> but it's so late where you're at. I mean, we're looking at like almost three o'clock here in the afternoon on a Thursday. And what time is it there? It's 11.56 midnight, almost. So four minutes till midnight. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> bit late. We used to let our podcast release at midnight. And I thought, why do I do this at midnight? Nobody listens to it at midnight, only to find out there were like four or five people who really did as soon as it came out at midnight were listening to it. And I thought, parents are going to kill me for their kids what? wanting to log on at midnight. <laughs> 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 but uh, we actually just got through doing an awesome interview with Aubrey and her own podcast that she started um, called The Chosen Podcast. You could look that up on Instagram at that name, The Chosen Podcast. But I really wanted to talk to her individually. So Aubrey, why don't you tell us about um, when, when did your family start doing this mission work? How old were you? What was this experience like? So from the very beginning, my dad grew up here in the Middle East, Jordan. Um, as a teenager, his parents were here. And then he went back to the States, met my mom. They had me, had my brother. Um, and we moved here. I was five years old when we moved here. And my brother was two years old. Wow, that's so young. He, we were really young. When, when we got on the plane, I honestly thought nothing of it. I don't remember, like, I remember waving to people, like, saying bye. But I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> like, absolutely nothing. Because you were five. I'm like, oh, I was five. I'm like. Okay, we're going somewhere. Yay! I love, I love, I love trips. That was the, that was a trip that, um, you know, you don't just go for a few days and come back. You know, right, right. go for about a few years. So we came, and there, my grandparents still had the house. They were still renting the house that they were in, and so 
we got here and we my dad never preached really he was a youth pastor for our local church and he never really preached he never pastored it was so new for all of us and there was some some services where it was my mom my dad me and my brother and we were the only people there we had church we ran aisles we sung dad played piano like seriously there was not a single soul there that maybe the fly on the wall and that That's was basically it. Discouraging. <laughs> and, and we don't know if he could ever get the holy ghost so there <laughs> we don't know we don't know we don't know maybe 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 he went to fly heaven i don't know william, anyway. don't even i know there's a corny joke coming out of william i can see it right now don't do it william. i actually had none <laughs> oh, wow so you so you were young so sometimes when we're younger we don't always understand the gravity of the things but i'm sure as you started growing older in age as you started getting eight ten like i mean have you been there since you were five yes okay. i've been here since i was five as that happened as you started getting older you're in jordan um you are very far from the united states and it's not the apostolic world you're basically creating it there because it's non-existent so there there's no fellowship like close fellowship you have to like fellowship with other countries i would assume yeah there's no youth youth nights there was no um youth conferences youth banquets and all that so as you're growing up i'm sure you realize that other people there other people had those things um and you didn't so how did you we know that it, it, you know, at times it probably got to you, but how did you overcome things like that? Like, what did you do in place of those things? Um, definitely had to pray a lot. I definitely had to pray a lot. I bet. Um, cause honestly, God forgive me at those ages when I realized that there was such thing as youth conferences and youth rallies and stuff like that. I had to pray for myself along with praying for other people that they wouldn't take that for granted. I'd be like, God, if anyone right now is taking that youth conference for granted, you need to like touch their heart right now because <laughs> they really need you. So like, I had to pray for myself. Right <laughs> I had to pray for myself, help me not to envy them and be mad at them for taking, you know, taking it for granted that there's not one. <laughs> and I know that so, sounds funny. That sounds funny, but that's a serious thing. You, like we say it funny and we're laughing about it now, but yeah, that yeah. envy is an issue and wanting what somebody else has, like even when it's a youth conference, like we feel like, oh, that's so sad. Like she's justified. But at the same time, wallowing in envy is not okay. So that, and, and you're yeah. young doing that. And so that's really good to hear that yeah. you knew enough to like buckle down and be like, Aubrey, we won't do this. <laughs> like God, please forgive me, Lord. Wow. Um, we started bringing some kids to the church. Um, of course they were, they were far from what I was expecting. I'm like, these kids need to be worshiping and they need to be praying in the altars. And yeah, they were doing the complete opposite of that. <laughs> you know, I got close to a few of them and you know, we, we talked and stuff like that. But really the only thing that could really get me through it was prayer. And, you know, that was really the only thing that kept me going. And I, I like to ask this because I like to prove it over and over again to all our HDR kids. But when you went to pray, were you like solemn prayer, like our father who shines in heavens and his train fills the temple? Uh, please um, forgive me for my trespass. Or, or did you speak to him? Like what, what is praying like for a five-year-old, six-year-old, eight-year-old girl who's dealing with envy and 
feeling like she doesn't have what everybody else has? Well, first of all, I'm a very, very emotional person. I will cry when I'm happy. I will cry when I'm sad. I'll cry when I'm mad. I'll cry about ever absolutely anything. This is good to know. So, <laughs> so I just, like, I just, I'm very, a very crying person. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. at that age, I... Was crying. I did a lot. I was. A, it, was a, it was like it was like Hannah's prayer. It was like Hannah's prayer. Like mm-hmm. I was praying, but nothing was coming out except like moaning yes. and crying. Yeah, that was that was my prayers kind of growing up. And a lot of times I would talk to him, talk to God. And this is what I tell everyone who's wanting to learn how to pray or just doesn't know how to pray. Um, just talk to him like you would your best friend because that's basically what he is. So yes. Just, Oh, was that creepy? I'm just so talk. Sorry. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. And and we hear it over and over again. So that's why I liked it. That's why I pulled that out of you because I wanted the kids to know, like, you didn't do some fancy prayer because you're a missionary's daughter. It's just go. No, no, no. It's it's whatever comes out of your mouth, whatever comes out of your mind, whatever yeah. you're feeling in your heart, you you pour that out before God. Yeah, it's, it's true. So I know we're kind of backtracking here, but... Uh, how did you feel about being a part of the missions with your parents? Ooh. Um, okay, don't, maybe don't think about it when you were five, because when you were five, you were like, hey, I like trips. As you've gotten older, and even right now, maybe put it in perspective of like right now, because that's a really great, great question, because it's their ministry. Like, you didn't really have a choice. People could say, like, it wasn't your choice. Yeah. So I first want to thank God for bringing me here at such a young age, mm-hmm. because you see teenagers... Or um, even if you're like older, 9, 10, 11 years old, you're in your preteen, you're going into that. You have grasped the connection with um, people, friends, you know, you've experienced things. Mm -hmm. And when you're five years old, you know, you you haven't had that chance to really grasp on and hold on to something. You're a little more flexible. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so when coming here... I hadn't had, I hadn't grasped on to anything yet. I was still young. So coming to here, it kind of, I grasped onto it. And, you know, there's been times where I say, you know what, God, I honestly don't want to be here. Mm -hmm. I seriously don't want to be here. I'm tired of being here. And I've told God that I'm sick of this place. Get me out of here. I say that about the podcast sometimes. I'm like, (laughs) somebody can do it, God. Nikki can take it, God. What? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you've yeah, you've had those emotions. Yeah, and um you just know that, you know, even when you don't see anything happening, God has placed you somewhere. And if he's placed you there, he's gonna keep you. I'm not saying that I haven't fought battles. I'm not saying that I've had to go through I don't know how to say I haven't gone through torment because I have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just mentally, a lot of times mentally. Mm-hmm. But I'm not saying that I'm perfect. I'm not saying that I haven't had battles to face. But I'm saying that God has really kept me. And I mean, it gets me emotional when I think about times Mm -hmm. like that. But he's honestly, he's really kept me. And he's never left. He's never left you to do it alone. No, Mm -hmm. no, never. Not one time. I mean, there's times I felt like it, but you know. But we all feel that way. Even when you're just doing what you yeah. got, even when you're just doing your daily chores, you're like, not even God sees that I took out the trash this week. <laughs> yeah, he does. He really does. He really, really does. <laughs> what did you do to prepare for going to Jordan? I do remember that experience. So um, I loved my bedroom. 
I'm going to tell you right now, I love my bedroom. Mm -hmm. I had like gobs of toys and I had like this huge, beautiful bedroom set and everything. And when it was, when I saw people coming into my house that I had no idea who they were and then just like buying my stuff and just walking out with my stuff. I'm like, what are you doing? That's my stuff. Like, what on earth are you doing with my toys? What are you doing with my bed? That's my bed. It became real then. It became real. And there was times I literally like, I, I, one time I remember throwing, not throwing a temper tantrum, but I was like really mad because they were walking out with my bedroom stuff and I did not like that. So um, to prepare for it, it was just thrown at me. Mm-hmm. So I guess I kind of didn't have time to prepare for it. It was just like, boom, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but my parents, they, you know, they just kind of kept their cool. And we just, there wasn't, there wasn't, I don't know really how I prepared for it. Because it was just thrown at me. And I'm just like, okay, this is what's happening. Let's go, I guess. <laughs> Who have been some of your um, supporters and influences during this time? Like, and when I say this time, I mean the whole transition. You're 14 now. You're almost 15. This has been a while. You've been there a while. This is nothing new, but I'm sure you don't stand there. I'm sure even today you could have woke up and been like, oh, I just, it'd be easier if I was this, or if we had this, or if we had that. So when things get tough, when things, you know, when it's time to go through a valley, who are your influences and what, what gets you through? God first, obviously God, God's definitely number one. Well, yeah, um, and that's good since he's the one course, that took yeah. you there. It'd be bad to abandon yeah. him when he took you there. My dad is, he's definitely a big influence. Anytime I'm going through a really hard time in my life, I can like spiritually, I can go to dad and like, seriously, I have a, anytime I need dad, like I have a whole Bible study. Anytime you need a Bible study, just go to my dad. He'll <laughs> give you one right there, right then. <laughs> That's so awesome. my dad, my dad has definitely been one. And, um, there was one time I went through a really hard time in my life and there was one young person. Um, I don't want to mention their name, but there was one young person that I had met like one, one time I had met them one time and, um, you know, we had been to their church and whatever. And there was one young person and I just saw, they were so involved in Sunday school. They were so involved in bus ministry. They were just you know, they were just on fire and, you know, um, and I can't say they wasn't going through hard times, but there was this one young person and they really encouraged me to keep living and keep, you know, keep fighting and keep going for God when I was going through a hard time. Mm -hmm. And I would, my parents for sure. And, you know, young people, my friends, Michaela for sure. Um, and you know, many other people that, you know, I just look up to, to really help me. So what would be some advice that you would give people or kids specifically around the world? Because like you, you're a missionary's daughter. From your perspective, what would be some advice that you would give kids? Number one, I mean, there's a lot of things. I mean, I don't. um, The first thing as a missionary's daughter, that is the most important thing. The only way you're going to survive on a mission field as a kid, as a teen, as an adult. The only way you're going to survive is to get it for yourself. Yes. You have to get God for yourself. If you don't have God for yourself, you ain't going to make it. Seriously, trust me, you ain't going to make it. If God isn't for you and you haven't totally given your life to God, you ain't going to make it. So have God for yourself. And that's good because technically 
as HDR kids wanting to do some fr- something for the kingdom of God, that's what we are. We are on a field. We are on a battlefield. And we're on the home field. And th- we almost have less excuse because <laughs> Aubrey went and there was nobody. But even I know there's some of you home missions kids out there who understand what Aubrey's been through. And even some of you who are in places where they don't even have Sunday school or you don't have a youth ministry. Listen, if you're going to want to see those things happen, you got to follow Audrey's advice and you got to be all in. Yeah, you have to be all in. And um, the second one is trust God. Sometimes there's going to be days, weeks, months, maybe even years. It's not going to be clear. It's not going to be a clear road. You seriously living on a mission field, a home mission field, any field. We're all on a mission field. We're on a mission to do God's work. Yeah. So there's going to be, it's not going to be clear and you're, there's going to be days you're going to wake up and you're like, what am I doing today? And you just, you know, it's not going to be clear all the time, but if you trust God, you have him for yourself and you trust him, it's really going to be okay. Like if you're going, if you're going through a battle right now and you are fighting something that you don't know what's, what tomorrow's going to hold, if you're going to be delivered tomorrow or you're going to have to go through another day of it, um, I've been there mm-hmm. and I want you to know that if you hold on, you're going to look back and you are going to understand why it's happening yes. because that just happened to me a few months ago. Um, you know, God delivered me from something I was going through for two years mm-hmm. and I didn't see why God was taking me through it. But when I stand here today and i look back i told god i know i'm gonna look i'm gonna i'm gonna look back in the future and say oh i know why you took me through this but i can't see it right now you're not gonna see it right now but for sure when you look back in the future if you have trusted god and had him for yourself and you look back you are gonna completely understand why god took you through that so just hold on trust god and have them for yourself and it will work out yes god is so faithful and so good and he doesn't do anything to harm us so it's a very good reminder um i know we i was just talking with my husband not long ago and we were saying when things like that come you think when you've made it through i don't want to ever go through it again but i'm i can look at it and honestly say i'm so thankful for what I learned and what God did with me during that time, like the the changing that came from it. So Aubrey, this has been some great information. I'm so glad they got to hear from you and hear your perspective. And thank you for joining us. Thank you for staying up so late to get this interview in with us. And I hope that our HDR kids will tune in to your podcast. It's currently on Instagram and listen to some motivational stuff for young ladies, by the way. So all the young ladies out there, go follow, give a shout out to Aubrey and, and her group and the Chosen Podcast. Aubrey, yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> Will, yeah. <laughs> Not like I can't even look on Instagram. <laughs> but thank you for joining us. And we look forward to getting to see you sometime in the future. For sure. For sure. Thank you.